Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big League Dreaming, the podcast that's show about fulfilling your dreams and taking it to the next level. I am John Gonzalez, the dad, and this podcast is about baseball. It's a dad and his three sons, Zach, Ty, and Zane, where we get to talk about the sport that we love so much. This week, it's a little podcast to kind of catch up on what's happening in baseball in mid-April. And, of course, when you're talking about baseball in mid-April, especially here in the northern states, I'm based in Michigan, uh, we deal with weather a lot. On the East Coast, they deal with weather a lot. In sunny Florida, maybe not so much, right? But right now, we are in the middle of it. In fact, yesterday, I'm the Tigers fan, and uh, we had to deal with uh, like a five-hour delay in the start of Sunday's game at Comerica Park, where the Tigers were taking on the San Francisco Giants, looking at a possible sweep. In fact, I was going to go to the game myself. Uh, I said to my wife uh, on Saturday, if, if the Tigers win again on Saturday, that makes us uh, 2-0 and into this series. Going for the series sweep, let's go to uh, Comerica and Detroit. She said, no, I'm not going. Well, good thing we didn't go because that five-hour delay turned into a uh, postponement that game would be made up on July 24th. But I, I don't know what happened over there at Comerica Park. Not a lot of happy fans who kind of waited it out. Not a lot of rain during the day, but the weather is so, so tricky and hard to predict at this time of year. Speaking of weather, today is uh, is Monday. And, um, yeah, today is the, the, the annual Patriots game, uh, April 17th at, uh, at Fenway Park. It's usually an 11 o'clock start. And that game just went into delay where the Red Sox are taking on the uh, Los Angeles Angels, Otani pitching there, and uh, he's two for two already, and they're already up on the Red Sox. And um, I noticed that there's, I think, a rookie uh, making his debut for the Red Sox, a couple rookies there. So I'm hoping Zane later in the podcast will give us an up-to-date on some of those guys. But the biggest news of the day is taking place for fans of the New York Mets. I can't wait to hear from Ty a little bit about what's going on with his Mets because it's Brett Batty Day, right? And you've been hearing about this prospect for a while. Got a cup of coffee last fall uh, for the Mets, but the Mets are struggling right now. They need something to, to kind of get them going. Batty's done it all at the AAA level, uh, just like just pounding the ball there. So um, I'm excited to hear what Ty has to say about Brett Batty. Because, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a prospect that everyone's talking about, right? A once-in-a-lifetime prospect. Hopefully he fulfills all the big promises that uh, he's meant to fulfill. Um, because I want to see these young players succeed at the big stage. Uh, right now, for the Tigers, I I don't know if it's happening too much there. I mean, well, during the rain delay yesterday at uh, Comerica, I was listening to some of Detroit sports radio, and uh, they're already asking, you know, is – is Spencer Torkelson a bust? Is Riley Green a bust? I don't know about either one of them calling them a bust at this point. Yes, they're struggling. They can barely get over 200. Uh, they're they're just struggling because they're young and they're going to struggle, right? Prospects struggle at this point of the game. It's all about adjustments. What could what adjustments can they make at the major league level? Tigers are in for a long season, even though they did win those two games against the Giants. Um, not a lot of bright spots this year. Pitching will carry them through, keep them in games. If they can get some hitting, Biggie can come through with some heroics uh, and, and get the walk-off in extra innings like he did on Saturday. I mean, there there are some moments. We're going to have to 
Tiger fans are going to have to live for those moments uh, when we will uh, will win a game here and there, but it's still going to be a long season. So I'm going to throw it over to Zachary now. Uh, I know he's been following his Mariners intensely, loving this run that Kelnick is on, right? Jared Kelnick, also a big prospect, right, who struggled mightily and, and – uh, uh, it was it was good. It's been good to watch him, you know, have this incredible hitting streak. I don't know what is he at right now. Zach nine games, and hit four home runs in four games in a row. Uh, it's good to see him. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts on Jared Kelnick and your thoughts about prospects having to make their debuts in in mid April when the weather's not so hot. All right, off to you, Zach. Hey, thanks, Dad. April baseball in uh, the major leagues. It's an interesting time. Trying not to, um, you know, look at the numbers too closely. You're gonna for statistics and all that. Uh, you kind of want to wait till the 30-day or 45-day marker before you really start, um, you know, judging guys too much on their offensive production. But baseball's back, so you're excited, and that's really all you have to hang on to. So it's a it's a tough time, but it's a really fun fun time for for fans as well. Um, I know you called the whole Detroit Tiger situation a fiasco, and anytime there's a rain delay for that long, that's definitely what it is. But yes, excited for uh, some of these prospects that are getting called up recently. Um, looking forward to seeing what the Mets and the Brett Beatty kid is, is going to do this year for them. So uh, definitely looking forward to that, as well as I know they just called up their catcher. Uh, their top, the top prospect in baseball at one point, uh, Francisco Alvarez. So uh, hopefully he'll do well for Ty and his Mets. Um, but yeah, Dad, Jared Kelnick is just kind of on a tear right now. Uh, I think he's he yes he did homer four games in a row. Um, he's on a ten game hitting streak right now. Watching the game uh, yesterday, he you can just tell he has a lot of confidence at the plate. Um, as he should, and um, he, the so the Mariners won yesterday, one to zero over the Rockies to complete the sweep, uh, the three-game series sweep over Colorado, and in the sixth inning, Kelnick came up with two outs, got a single to the right side, scored a run, had the only RBI in the game, and then later on in the eighth inning, Mariners are up one zero, and there's two outs, guys, on. Um, they had Rockies had two men on, and there was a fly ball to right field. Kelnick went down the line, dove full extension, and caught it to save a run to basically save save the game. Um, so yeah, that was a Jared Kelnick win yesterday, uh, but he didn't do it all himself. The Mariners' ace Luis Castillo was absolutely lights out uh, yesterday. Really lucky that I was able to see Castillo start in Chicago at Wrigley uh, last Monday uh, to see him live in person. He's just so nasty. Um, reminds me a lot of King Felix. Uh, he's going to get a lot of those comparisons um, this year and th the years to come. He actually had a perfect game going yesterday into the seventh inning. Uh, I was sitting in my chair, didn't leave my spot, and then we had family over, and I got up to go say bye uh, to my family, and, and came back, came back inside, and there were two runners on base, and he gave up the perfect game. So yeah, definitely my fault that I left my seat. Um, that's why Luis obviously didn't get the perfect game yesterday, but 
Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm confident that he'll have better outings, uh, just as good outings uh, later on this year and the years to come. So sorry, Luis. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's great to see Kelnick finally putting it together. Uh, when he was on the Mariners roster opening day, 2021, he struggled a lot and he came, he was bouncing back between AAA Tacoma and Seattle came up at the end of the year. He had a, an awesome September, 2021 last year, kind of the same story back and forth, uh, just a lot of strikeouts. And he was up at the end of the year, and he had a good August and September last year. Uh, he, he went to California in the offseason and changed some things with his swing. Um, so he's definitely putting the work in, and we're all really excited to see, to see him produce uh, early on in the year. The Mariners taking that gamble on him to stick with Kelnick rather than uh, go after, you know, so, trade some of their prospects to get a left fielder. Um, it, it's working out for them so far. Uh, they did go and acquire A.J. Pollock uh, to face the lefties to t- take that pressure off of Kelnick. Um, but he he homered off of a lefty the other day. So to see him hit off of the lefties as well, the we're, we're all really excited about it. Um, but, yeah, fun time of year. Uh, looking forward to seeing some of these young kids come up. I know um, Jaron Duran and for, for your – Red Sox Zane and also Zach Neto, the shortstop for the Angels, made his debut recently. I saw Grayson Rodriguez got called up by the Orioles. He's a big-time starting pitcher, big-time arm. I, I, I like Grayson Rodriguez a lot. And I um, also want to mention Esteri Ruiz, who's uh, the starting center fielder for the Oakland A's. Um, I like him a lot. Good contact hitter, super fast. He's going to steal a lot of bases this year. Um, I I anticipate seeing him at the probably at the top of the leaderboards for stolen bases in the American League this year. So um, hopefully Ruiz can have a good year uh, in Oakland as well. Um, so that's what I got. Uh, I guess I'll toss it over to Zane now. And um, what you got for us, Zane? Thanks, Zach. Yeah, it seems like the uh, the spring weather has been you know very eventful so far to start the MLB season. I know it's been something we've been dealing with a lot so far this spring in college baseball. You know, games getting moved around all the time, when you're playing, what time you're playing. Um, But in the MLB, it's going to be very interesting to see how a lot of this plays out, um, especially later in the year. You know, like you said, the Red Sox were in a pretty long delay today um, with the Angels and I know on the broadcast they were talking about, well, with this new balance schedule, how's it going to play out when, you know, say they go to Los Angeles, I think they go to, to L.A. next month um, to play the Angels and, and say one of those games gets rained out, you know, and, and that's the last time you see them all year. What do you do then? So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of factor this new balance schedule plays when it comes to rainouts, makeup dates, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, that's just, you know, spring weather and, and what what can come with playing games in March, April, and early May even, especially in the Midwest and the East Coast. But, you know, like you guys were talking about, a lot of people have made, you know, their returns and um, debuts. You know, the Red Sox had uh, Brian Bayo on the, on the mound today for the Red Sox. You know, he, 
he made a few starts at the end of last year and kind of solidified himself as someone that could be, you know, part of the future plans for, for the Red Sox rotation moving forward. And, you know, he, he came into spring training, had a little forearm tightness. They shut him down for a little bit. Um, had a couple, you know, rehab stints in the minors. And today was his, his debut. And obviously it, it wasn't that great. Um, you know, he went only went two and two thirds, gave up eight hits, five runs, but you know, he was pitching through a downpour. So, so not the ideal conditions for, you know, someone to make their, their return to the big leagues, um, their first start of the season after coming off an injury. So, um, I think he'll be fine. He's been someone that's, that's been an okay arm for the Red Sox in their rotation. Um, that's always going to be the Red Sox big question mark this year is, is their pitching, but their bullpen has been has been good so far, which you know has been kind of a surprise to some people. There's there's a lot of question marks in that bullpen, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. You know, is it going to last? Is it going to you know break down at some point? Who knows? You know, we'll see. Um, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath on it. Um, Jaron Duran, like Zach said, made made his comeback. Um, you know, he. He may, I think he played about 50 games last year in the big leagues, did okay. Um, kind of similar to Bayo, you know. Young guy that's outfielder, you know, you lost Mookie Betts, and he's someone that they kind of wanted to ease their way into to using him. And, you know, he hit 300 in his career in the minors, and, you know, they've had a couple injuries, and they thought now was the time to, to bring him up with Adam Duvall going down, who was very hot for the Red Sox to start the year. Um but he he's going to be a, a a guy to watch. I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, as eye-popping as some of the other prospects. He's not going to, you know, hit a bunch of home runs. You know, he's going to be, you know, get you one or two hits a game. You know, if he has a one-hit game, he'll probably get a walk along with it. But he's going to strike out a lot. Um, but he's also going to take bags when he does get on base. You know, the bigger bases coming into play and, and the the limits on pickoffs is going to help him out a lot and i think that's where he's going to thrive is more on that side of offense is when he gets on base and um you know creating chaos on the base pass i think that's going to be more of his game um but you know it's it's interesting to hear how the tigers fans are already talking about you know torkelson potentially being a bust i mean again like like you guys have been saying it's definitely too early to tell but, you know, one thing I think the Tigers definitely did was was rush Torkelson, um, you know, through the minor league system. I think, you know, they sped him up really quick and called him up very fast. And I think that was more just to please the fans, to, you know, try and get a big name up there and give them something to look forward to, you know, get people tuning into the games, coming out to the ballpark. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to look out what's best for your investments and and Torkelson's a big investment for them. You know, he's the, he's supposed to be the future of the franchise, and, and you can't rush guys' development like that. And I, I think, you know, I think he's going to have an okay career, but I don't think it's going to be what everyone thought it was when he was, you know, one of the top draft picks in that, I believe it was the 2020 draft class. So, um, you know, I think he was you know, one of the first couple picks in the draft and, you know, coming out of, I believe, Arizona State, um, he was supposed to be the guy. You know, he was supposed to be the guy everyone was talking about, hyping up. Um, 
but you know even even saying that like he dude got drafted in 2020 and we're sitting here 2023 um you know that's that's three years that's that's pretty quick you know especially when he didn't really get a season in 2020 so you know you really got one and a half years of minor league ball under your belt you know that that's very very fast for for hitters you know the game can speed up on you and with all these changes and all these new rules going into the game it's going to be interesting to see how his career plays out definitely too early to call him a bust but i think he's just going to be okay you know i wouldn't be be surprised if he turns into a little bit of a journeyman around the league um you know i I don't know too much about these guys the mets have coming up um but you know kind of from the the red sox side of things and and the al east you know i think you know the red sox are going to be you know, in that fourth place, fifth place with the Orioles going back and forth. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. Um, you know, there's. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do around the trade deadline. You know, I think there's some big names that they have in their minor league system that, you know, I think they might, you know, ship off to try and get some better guys that are closer to being ready at the big league level. You know, I think the Red Sox have some good young pieces with, you know, they signed Devers long-term. He's only 25, 26 years old. Um, they got Casas over there playing first base, and they have a really good hitter in, in Nico Cavadas, you know, in the minor league systems, you know, just kind of waiting at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded around the trade deadline. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how all this shakes out and, you know, the whole MLB season, again, it's very early to, to say who the front runners are and what's going to happen come, you know, September um, and what's going to be going on around the league then. I think, you know, I think that, you know, third place spot and second wild card spot in the AL does come down to probably the last week of the year. I think it's going to be a very interesting race, you know, for the AL wild card. I think a lot of the divisions are are going to be probably secured by, you know, frontline teams. But I think there's going to be some very interesting races, you know, in the uh, in the American League wild card. So it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a, a great year. And um, hopefully none of this weather puts too much of a ripple in it. And, you know, a lot of people start paying, like start watching a lot more baseball now that the games are, are being a little bit faster. I'm a big fan of the pitch clock. You know, it's been really nice to have in the college game. It seems like the games are going by quicker, a little better pace, you know, and and I think fans have kind of noticed that as well. So, Ty, I look forward to hearing what what you got to say about, you know, the prospects the Mets have coming up. So, So let's see what you got. Thanks, Zane. Yeah, the Mets have two huge prospects coming up right now, Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty. Brett Beatty just got called up today, like Dad said in the beginning of the podcast. Um... But yeah, these two guys have been on the Mets' big prospect list and on the radar of coming up and and really being the face of the franchise here in a couple years. I mentioned in our opening day podcast, these two guys um, remind me kind of like of how Jose Reyes and David Wright came up. Brett Beatty totally reminds me of David Wright um, at third base. So I'm super excited that he got the call up. Uh, excited to see what he does tonight. The game starts in a couple hours here. They're playing out in L.A. tonight. Uh, Beatty's been on fire in AAA. We have MLB TV, and we all share it, uh, all of us guys. 
And I don't know if you guys noticed, but they've been playing a lot of minor league games on MLB TV, which I think is really cool. In previous years, you've had to buy the MILB TV as well. So I don't know if you guys guys have noticed, but there's been a lot of minor league games on, and I've been watching a lot of the Syracuse AAA Mets, and Beatty's been on fire for AAA. I've just been waiting every day. When's he going to get called up? When's he going to get called up? I mean, he's hitting like close to 400 in AAA. I think he's had four or five home runs, and he's hitting a home run like every other game. So he's going to be super exciting to watch. Uh, left-handed batter. Uh, last year, like you said, Dad, he got a cup of coffee, made his debut in August. The second pitch he saw, he had a home run. His whole family was there. Super mem- memorable moment. Uh, really cool. If you guys haven't seen that at bat, definitely go check that out. Just a really cool baseball moment. But yeah, these guys are are really young, super talented. Beatty was a first-round pick back in 2019 for the Mets. So it's been a few years uh, that we've kind of got to see him grow through the minor league system. And I think this year he's going to have, I think he'll have a, a good season with the Mets. I think he'll be on the club for a while. Uh, Alvarez got the call up a few weeks ago when Mets catcher Navarez went down. So he's kind of filled the role as the everyday catcher, and he's been kind of shaky with the bat. Um, I, I definitely think he'll turn it around. He's only had, you know, I think maybe 15, 20 at-bats so far, one hit. But he's been great defensively behind the dish. Uh, he's, he's been just – he jumped right in there, and he's handling all the Mets pitchers really well. And the Mets have a, a really good staff uh, with a lot of versatility. So it's definitely a – it's a good – it's a – good pitching staff but hard to manage as a catcher because there's so many different styles you have Scherzer who has that, that sinking fastball you have the new uh, Cody Sanga with the the ghost fork and all the stuff he throws and a bunch of different relievers with a whole bunch of arsenal so it's definitely uh, tough as a catcher getting just thrown into the everyday role of a MLB team with such a unique and diverse pitching staff with a ton of ton of arsenal so he's doing really well on the defensive side. So yeah, those are the two huge prospects to look out for the Mets. I'm excited to see what Beatty does tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening to this podcast, a little update about spring baseball. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to check out some of our more, po- more, more of our podcasts, you can check us out at Big League Dreaming on TikTok. You can check us out on Twitter at BLDPod. That's at BLDPOD. We're also on YouTube, Big League Dreaming the Podcast. And, of course, Big League Dreaming, the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Thanks again for listening.